This episode of Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories is brought to you by Spark by Positive Grid. If there is one thing that Murdoch has talked to me about in the last four months, it is this thing. I got something for me for Christmas, and I never buy anything, and I got a Spark. I started uh, watching videos about it, and I couldn't believe that there is actually this amp that has an app that goes with it that has 10,000 different guitar tones in it. Um, it, it is really like going to the fantasy guitar store. It's super fantastic. It's 40 watts, so it's more loud than I can deal with in my house by myself. Plus, it's got a smart jam feature. You can play with AI computer-generated uh, players they've got on it, and you can play along with Spotify, YouTube, and Apple Music. And we've got a special offer just for our listeners this week. If you're a guitar nerd, you have to go do this now. You have until the 11th of April to use the code RRBS1. That's RRBS1. That's like rock and roll bedtime stories. One. Yeah, you get $10 off of uh, what the list price is there just for listening to rock and roll bedtime stories. And go to the website now. It's positivegrid.com. Hey, you awake? Yeah. I just want you to know I hate you. So is my dad. Please go away. Let me sleep for the love of God! You tell me a story. How do you sleep at night? I don't want to hang out with a bunch of wannabe corporate sellouts. It's rock and roll bedtime stories. We are here to uh, lay waste to the rumor and innuendo you've heard about your favorite bands and your favorite songs. My name is Brian. And hey guys, I'm Murdoch. And you can get involved in the show if you have got uh, a comment, a uh, suggestion, something you want us to research for you. You can send an email to wearethestoryguys at gmail.com. And we did get something in the mailbag. We get like letters. This is Doug Martin. And, and Doug, thanks for listening, by the way. We've been meaning on uh, doing a show about your, your letter for a while. So. Uh, so here's what Doug's letter said. It says, since one of you guys was raised in the church... You hey, that's me. Not me. <laughs> what about the topic of backwards masking? Uh, I was young, and I remember being freaked out as a kid from Snowblind sticks oh, yeah. to the beginning of you took the words right out of my mouth, Brian. Since I am not the person he is discussing that yeah, went to this yeah. church place, uh-huh. can you tell me? Do you have any experiences with backward masking or back masking? And, so. And, what that was like, I, what you knew about it. I remember hearing a little bit about it. Now, here's here's the the caveat to my childhood was that my dad got converted, right? So my dad was a rock and roller up until 1971. Like to the extent, and I think I've told this story before, that in like 2011, I asked him if he wanted to go see the Who reunion tour with me. And he was like, nah, man, I saw them. I saw them in 68. Like, you know, he was like, so he definitely experienced some of this stuff. So I don't think he necessarily gave it the same credence that a lot of people and probably a lot of people that he was trained with and and came up you know in, in spiritual stuff with uh I don't think he felt exactly the same way but I will say that I was not supposed to listen to the radio as a kid that was a big no-no and I was sneaking yeah. that and and using my cassette tape player to tape off my favorite songs and I, that was a big no-no and did you did you was your dad into rock and roll and then he found Jesus or yeah. was he 
Yeah. So that it, happened. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it, and he was still okay with with exposing me to it and enjoying it to a certain degree up to a certain point, but he didn't know anything after like this, like after 1970. So I I'm really good, and I have been since I was a kid. I've been I'm really good with like 55 to 70. Like I know that era pretty well. But when you get into you get past 70, that's when you really get into like the Led Zeps of the world and the and sticks and you know that stuff where you hear a little bit more about this backmasking of course i i think when you ask me about backmasking the first thing i think of probably is the paul is dead stuff right but right yeah and and yeah and i'm gonna just tell you about paul is dead because i i'm i can't believe that we fell for paul is dead i mean we've <laughs> listen as a society we've 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 fallen for a lot of stuff and you know had us uh uh, you know, a television like uh, celebrity, like his president, like we've done a lot of really silly things. But yeah, a- a- absolutely, it- it's such a hysterical thing. Uh, so, do you, did you work with me in radio the time that we had to do the whole radio promotion around Paul is dead, around the Volkswagens no. and stuff? No, no, there was and there was. You- we we have a mutual friend who I wonder if he listens to the show. If Gary Jacob listens to the show, I hope to God he he sends us an email or calls us. But uh, we both at different times in our career worked with Gary Jacob, who ran the largest Beatles tribute, tribute music festival, festival in, in, the, no, in in either the world or North America, depending on which year. It was. You, you know what he does now? He does, and and I think he still does Abbey Road on the River to some degree. But he also got into the the cruise business. Of like cruising yes. with the turtles and stuff. Yes, yes. <laughs> which is like, and he's like, dude, it's amazing. Like you just get to hang out on a boat. But uh, I, we, anyway, this is a weird tangent. But we did because of that festival. We did a weird radio promotion. I think after you and I worked together, where I was in charge of it, and we were like giving away Volkswagens, and there was a whole thing about mimicking the license plate that was on the cover of that record, and the you know the whole thing. So because yeah. there's one like in the Abbey Road where you can see the Volkswagen and you can see the license plate, and yeah, yeah there's a whole bunch yeah. of that stuff. And did you know that the Paul is Dead rumor started because a kid from college called into a DJ and told him there was a backward message in Revolution Number Nine? Well, I mean, but it started. It started from a phone call. College but kids are super reliable. Yeah, yeah. So, but but, but the Be- the Beatles are a main important part of the story of backmasking. So, uh, Doug, thanks for writing your letter. So we're gonna we're gonna tackle this. Um, so the first thing for me, Brian, and this is just my age was in the early eighties. I remember Judas priest was on TV and they were on trial, um, for, for their backward, they were in litigation because this family was suing them because their son had committed suicide. And they said that there was backward, there was backward messaging that was in it that said, do it. Do it. Yes, yes, yes. And, I, okay, so I kind of remember hearing about this. And Judas Priest, definitely not a band I was supposed to listen to. <laughs> that was definitely no, on, the, on the no-no list. No, no. I remember telling my mom about a couple of things. My mom was kind of freaked out. My mom's a pretty <laughs> liberal lady. She's like, what does that say? Didn't she buy you the first Motley Crue record? <clears throat> she bought me a two-live crew record. A two-live crew record? That's even better. <laughs> yeah, sure, man. Yeah, there is no rules, no rules. Oh, wow. But you know the thing about the thing about Judas Priest was, and and even you know later, even in that trial, they asked Rob Halford, who's a singer, they were like, "Did you did you record these words backwards on a record?" And he was like, "Yes." And they were like, "Why?" And he's like, "I was 
I'm trying out new things. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> there's nothing weird about it. And so the thing was, is they were suing them for something that's called like back. It, there's a difference. There's back masking and, and back messaging. And, and one, mm. you're, you're, you're literally putting in a message that's in you have to search for that is specifically there. Okay. The other one is where someone plays a piece of music backwards and they hear something and they go, oh. look. And, and that became sort of the big controversy in the 80s where people thought that they were poisoning children's minds. So, so basically it's whether or not you admit to doing it. Or whether it's true, you know, it's like you can clearly hear where some, you know, people put these very obvious things in there. But real quick, just to circle back to the Beatles, since yeah. this really started with the Beatles, I think the thing that people don't know is they think that the backmasking and the backward messaging, everything, the backmasking itself, re like reverse tape, started with the Beatles. And... And the song that people, everyone, they think of one song, and it's, what's interesting is there's two other songs on Beatles Revolver that are have backwards messaging and stuff in it. I'm Only Sleeping really? does. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's my favorite song on the record. Dude, I, so I'm it's so funny. I, I feel, okay, I'm going to real quickly depart from this conversation and say that I have this theory about musical friends, and I think that you have, you have like, imprints of the types of friends that you have throughout your life. And my best friend from high school died in 2011. When we went to high school together, our senior year, he stood up at a senior day assembly and he was the only guy that could get away with this. And he picked up an acoustic guitar and he played, I'm only sleeping. Oh my gosh. I know. And isn't, isn't it crazy that like your favorite Beatles song is I'm only sleeping. Like, I just feel like there's like this like mojo thing that happens about how we find each other. So anyway, oh. e excuse that as we both cry. Uh, anyway, proceed. We with haven't even started. <laughs> Look what's happened. Why? Now we've taken a turn into adult contemporary podcasting. This is emotional. This is um, not an emo podcast. Uh, hey, if I'm involved, it's a little bit emo. I'm wearing a Flatliners t-shirt. Yeah. All right, let, right, let's go. But it's not only that song. So I'm Only Sleeping is my favorite Beatles song. And then Rain that's on that record has backward messaging in it. They even made a video for it in 66. Really? Um, and But but everyone thinks it's Tomorrow Never Knows. Yeah, right, right, right. That's the one I that's, think of. Right, right. And people have covered it, which is really weird, which is to me is like taking a dump onto a onto a Beethoven like you can't really um, like a lot of people have covered tomorrow never knows yes it's correct yeah it's become like a a, a thing yeah and you know when it starts yeah oh yeah but you're right like this this to me is so specifically revolver in the beatles like I, right i'm not a fan of hearing right. other versions of it so, so guess what? This was not the first song that was a chartable song that had a backward, any backwards messaging or music in it. So what's the backward message in this? Well, this is just like backwards music. This is just them okay. like purely it, speculating. It, so, so some of this is just like, like you were mentioning with Judas Priest, like some of it's just like, hey, we're screwing around in the studio and seeing what kind of cool noises we can make. Right. So in 1959... A vocal group, they're called the Eligibles. It's E-L-I-G-A-B-L-E-S. They, and this is 1959, 
they got to 107 on the the Billboard charts with this vocal cheeky song called Car Trouble. And the chorus has the guy saying everything backwards. Basically, they've got the tape backwards. Car trouble on a lonely road. Car trouble on a lonely road. We started in walking back to town. Couldn't get a ride. Everybody turned us down as we walked in the gate. This is a jam. Why don't I know this song? <laughs> okay, okay. So, so they do that. Okay, that that's the gimmick of the whole song. That that right there, when you play it forward, says, "Now look at here, cat, stop running these records backwards, records backwards." You know, um, that's amazing. And then, yeah, and the the other chorus is uh, something like, "You better get her back here by bedtime or by uh, curfew, you bum." It's so. <laughs> Silly. But so that was that was 59. So people already knew how to turn tape, do tape backwards and stuff. Okay. Okay. But here, but so, but, but that's specifically put in there. That is, that is where you're supposed to turn that backwards and you listen, there's a message. Right. It's different than when people are trying to find something. They're just listening to the noise and trying to say it's something bad. Right. And there is an actual term that means what we are trying to do when people listen to music backwards and they try to deduce if something is happening, if they can piece together the words. And it's called paradelia. It's the it's an actual term. Oh, and we're we're the, making people smart this week. Paradelia. Uh, That's Yeah. Yeah. We got emotional and now we're going for the brains. <laughs> for all this is for the nerves. It's the full package. So so paradelia is the universal tendency amongst humans, amongst us, mankind to conceive all themes of being like ourselves and to transfer every object in those qualities and which we're familiar with and we're acquainted with to something else that is intimately conscious. So like backwards messaging, it's we, we try to find a way to recognize patterns in, in data that's meaningless. Yeah, 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 yeah. It actually doesn't mean anything. But that's why we think that there's faces in the moon. That's bullshit. Uh, or like or that clouds? Or, or there's something in the clouds. That's that's just a okay. going, wow. It's like, that doesn't really exist. Yeah, okay. Okay, so it's our so, it's our brains trying to make patterns. Right. Okay, right, that, right. I buy that. Right. So, um, so where, I, I think the one thing I wanted to talk to Doug about was because there's this spooky thing about, about that. Well, sure. About back messaging and what it really is. Do you think when it started, the bands that were using it were trying to be spooky? I mean, the eligibles clearly weren't, right? Like, it was a gag there. It was, like, silly. No, no. But I, I do think that before guys were just sitting around to screw around to get, like, stoned teenagers to listen to records backwards, I think that there were I think that there were some people that were, were doing some things and trying to mess with people's heads. Okay. And I think that that started with Aleister Crowley. And so follow me down this oh. gigantic, oh. gigantic loop. So... So in terms of like someone that's involved with the occult yeah, okay. who could be seen as a kind of a, a, a negative character in yep. pop culture at large, what he did that was in, that's important and relevant here is he instructed his followers to train their minds to work backwards, which was a discipline achieved through means like writing backwards, watching films backwards, talking backwards, and listening to music backwards. Oh. 
So it's and so he, he even hung out with a guy that, that recited the Lord's Prayer backwards as a kid, some kind of crazy thing that didn't even sound real. But Aleister Crowley didn't believe in Christian theology, which means he didn't believe in Satan. So the high, so like, haha, laughs on you, Nelson, right? From The Simpsons jumps in here. Uh, okay. But but for example, for a gentleman named Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin who decided to buy Aleister Crowley's mansion. It definitely didn't put him into a good light of maybe being a guy who had backward messages on his records and maybe oh, worship Satan. Oh yeah, it, yeah. But anyways, anyway. So, but back to the back to the Beatles. So remember, you were talking about Paul is dead. This this is a this is how Paul is dead started, and it's totally weird. So, it's a college kid calls into this radio station. Radio. Here we are. Uh, yeah, in Cleveland, WKNR. And uh, this kid said, hey, if you play number nine, Revolution number nine backwards, you'll hear, turn me on, dead man, turn me on, dead man, turn me on, dead man. And so then it was like, well, then what else is in there? So apparently, and I've never been able to find it, and then I'm and I'm so tired, there's a message that says, Paul is a dead man, miss him, miss him, miss him. And so that became really what was the most the thing that that put backmasking on the map as being a thing it's like there's backward messaging on the white album and paul mccartney's actually dead but you know if you really wanted to ask somebody about about the backward messaging in the white album well you would just ask charlie manson because if you ask Charlie, and we've definitely covered Charlie, we have we have talked a lot about Charlie Manson. Here. Yeah, we yeah, and Brian Brian got to tell us all about with the Beach Boys. The thing was is that uh, Charlie Manson thought that a lot of those songs on the White Album were about him, and that specifically songs like Blackbird and Piggies and Helter Skelter were about this bloody apocalyptic race war. Uh, that never ever happened. So why would it make? Why would music that has backward messaging make people go crazy? Right. So here's my pit stop, Brian. Okay. So uh, this is a left turn, or if you like to have sushi, it's when you have the ginger in between doing stuff or whatever. <laughs> so, so do you know the they're coming to take me away? Ha ha. He he. Yeah. The, I haven't thought about so, that song in decades. Well, that came out the same year as Revolver. It's okay. by a guy. I forget the name of the guy, but it's Napoleon Fourteenth. Is yeah. the yeah, 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 yeah. Thing. So you know that song. Uh-huh. Like, they're coming to take me away. Ha ha! They're coming to take me away. Ha ho! Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Um, this. That's. Remember when you ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk. Well, well, you left me anyhow. This, this doesn't need to go backwards. It, it's this just sounds like a creepy boyfriend on the phone late at night. Like, yeah. All right, all right. So, so stop. So, so if we want to go back to the idea that that paradelia is just this thing that really has no effect on us. It's just we try to put things together. It's just our brains <laughs> try to make waves. Right. Yeah, got it. So, so what would happen if you took that song and right. play that song backwards? Oh. Because when they released the single in 66, on the flip side, on the B side, they just played the song backwards. 
and I can't, you know, can't pronounce what it is or whatever. But imagine you're in a Waffle House and someone puts this on. How long can you take it? Yeah, I, 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 I don't think I can make it to 30 seconds. Oh, God. That would be a pretty good prank at a Waffle House, though. Right. Every so, so think about it. If you play that out loud, even if you're saying it's a prank, if you played that out loud on like a jukebox in a diner, it would make people get up and leave from their table. Yeah. They would leave. And something, it's like they're being punched in the balls by, <laughs> by sound <laughs> so much that they have to leave the room. And it's backwards. Yeah. Right? It's an interesting perspective to think about that the one thing that's an anomaly is the backwards version of that stupid song. <laughs> could show you how that could make someone go crazy. But, but so, so from then, Paul is Dead made everything huge. So this is why, you know, when Doug was asking about this, this is why things, it, it became a very famous thing. And initially it became this sort of like hunt to sit around and play records backwards in your bedroom. Yeah. So right? was it just a thing people would sit around and go like, let's see, let's pick up all these hard rock records and see who's trying to send messages from Satan. I mean, what was there like parents groups getting together and doing this stuff and burning stuff in bonfires? Like this is ridiculous. Yes, it actually happened. So the, oh, wow. but and it was like sort of the late seventies. Um, well, because when, you, when I, I think of two things I said earlier, I think of the Beatles, but I also think of, isn't there something about bustle in your hedgerow? In, in Stairway to Heaven? At, at some point during all this mess, they asked Swan Song, which was Led Zeppelin's record label, issued a one-sentence statement uh, about all of this and said, our records only go in one direction. But what you were getting at, Brian, is right. So in the late 70s, there became this sort of, the it was like Christian television and this fundamentalist Christian-like stuff that was on TV, and they started talking about backwards messaging. Could it bypass the conscious mind and read the unconscious mind and make people do stuff, right? That's oh, that you're you're unwilling, whether you're unwilling or willing or not to do it. Like it just takes over and you you do it, and right. that's criminal or terrible, whatever. Um, and in '81 specifically, there was this Christian DJ Michael Mills, and he started running around saying that Stairway, when you play it backwards, uh, had a lot of messages about Satan in it. Listen for Here's to My Sweet Satan. Did y'all hear that? <laughs> All right, we'll go on. You, you'll hear Here's to My Sweet Satan. You'll hear some words. Uh, you, you've, got, you've got to watch this clip. We'll put it in the show notes because the guy yeah. who, who, who the camera pants to and goes, you hear that, is the best like he's he's yeah he's everything with the silver the silver fox christian fundamentalist preacher <laughs> on tv he is it's like it's like that guy from the sopranos but what happened hotel california got targeted yeah uh el dorado by elo um really Snowblind. elo 
Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a, I, I listened to, I tried to, I actually found the passage to listen to it. I couldn't make anything about so, it. But it's supposed to say, Christ, you're infernal. Everyone who has the mark will live. Infernal. But, that's really what they're going to use. Like E.L. Jeff Lynn, I don't know. Jeff Lynn was pretty brainy, but do you really think that's the word you're going to hide? Infernal? Come on. Yeah. So, uh, uh, wait, Doug asked specifically about Snowblind. I wasn't yeah. familiar with that. What's the story on Snowblind? So I had to go and find it as well. And I finally found a clip that had it. And I did, I, I kind of got it, but it was kind of like the, here's, here's to my sweet Satan, but it says Satan move through our voice. Well, sticks of all bands. Like that's the thing that cracks me up. Like Judas priest. I get sticks. I understand that they're named after a mythological river sticks. And maybe that puts a target on their back, but like this song, like this doesn't right. this doesn't seem like the song that's going to cause all that to me. Yeah, I mean, I, li- I, listen to all that keyboard. The, the devil doesn't play keyboard. <laughs> Do you think the devil plays keyboard? Let's take a vote. Mirror, mirror no, I don't think the devil plays keyboard. Also, the vocals are way too clean. Like you know, it's got to be angry and screechy, right? There's got to be think, some like Robert uh, plant sex appeal happening before you you get Satan involved. I think the devil is the promoter. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah. So let me let me bring let me bring it back to Brian's home state of Arkansas. So you ready? So this is great. I didn't know anything about this dude, but I'm so excited to read this to you. Uh, I have to cite this. Uh, it'll be in the show notes because I'm I'm kind of doing a lot of this reading it to you, but so. There was a piece of legislation brought to by the state governments of Brian's home state of Arkansas and of, and of this crazy liberal freak show of California. The bill was introduced to prevent backmasking that can, quote, manipulate our behavior without our knowledge or consent. And what year was into this? Disciples. This is 83. Listen, without our knowledge or consent and turn us into disciples of the Antichrist, end Quote. This was happening the year I was born in Arkansas. This is ridiculous that this is what they were spending time on. This is why they, our government is screwed up. <laughs> they referenced albums in the bill, Brian, from the Beatles, Pink Floyd, ELO, Queen, and Sticks, and mandated that they had a sticker. And the sticker was supposed to say, Warning, this record contains backward masking, which may be perceptible at a subliminal level when the record is played forward. However, that bill was returned to the state Senate by a gentleman from Hope, Arkansas, named Governor Bill Clinton. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That never never happened. Okay, so here's the thing. If backmasking was real, Murdoch, you and I both have children. Don't you think parents would have figured out a long time ago that if you could control behavior through recorded means— that there would be somebody that would sell us the opportunity to create recordings that would get our children to, I don't know, clean the kitchen or make their bed or stop being a little jackass? Like, don't you think we could put that in a recording? It's so brilliant, man, too. <laughs> I, think, I, I think that I think popular culture got us. Like, one uh, thing that, that's definitely, it, it was never, I've never was a fan, but The Exorcist, which came out a year before I was actually born. Oh, yeah. Um, there's, that there's movie still freaks of, me out, dude. Right. There's, there's that tape where the messages are backwards. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was in it. And then the satanic panic is what they call it. I, I was listening to something a podcast after I 
I went and got my second COVID vaccine. Whoop, whoop. Um, start recording in the same room again. Hold and, us back. Yeah, I know. Uh, and I was listening to this podcast, and it was terrible. And these two ladies were talking about the satanic panic of the the '80s. <laughs> and I just also it kind of sounds like a hair color satanic panic, like something should. you would buy at Sally Beauty Supply. It does. Sa- yeah, satanic panic was great. <laughs> I love that. But, you know, the thing was is that, um, like, I love Slayer. And I'm 100% in on the joke that they have a song called Hell Awaits. And we're not going to listen to it, for Pete's sake. Because <laughs> the first, um, like, minute and a half is is this these, these vocals going, say God, say God. And when you play it backwards, it says, join us, like, 70 times. <laughs> They don't really mean that shit, man. It's it's and if you and if you really the thing is, if you really knew more about the members of that band, you'd find out that like that is a gimmick. Sort of a, it's a sure. joke. That sure. the whole idea of putting a pentagram or or doing whatever or singing these songs about the Antichrist or like like it's it's like Dr. Seuss. Yep. So some some people did use it for the imagery and then and then circling back to the thing that I mentioned at the beginning which was with Judas Priest like the, it was the song better better by you better than me which is not even a, one of their better songs at all which is hilarious like why would you why would one of their lesser not as good songs make you want to commit suicide it seems just weird <laughs> But anyway, I, when I heard that as a kid, I remember listening to it, and I think that case closed the case on the idea that you and I were you were mentioning very eloquently that if we could figure out a way to make backwards messaging work, we would have used it by now to control <laughs> minds. But they found out in that case, they found out in that case with Judas Priest that that was ridiculous. And it was so amazing seeing... Rob Halford, um, who was normally like in a black leather motorcycle outfit, like, you know, like, like little tight leather pants with a, uh, with a suit on. Oh yeah. Looking really bored in a courtroom oh, while they're yeah. playing his music backwards. And it's like, <laughs> I mean, can you hear him say, do it? Yeah. N- none of no music no. backwards sounds good either that's the other thing and it, it, it to a certain degree it's like well yeah of course you hate rock music old guy because you're listening to it the wrong way <laughs> like it's supposed right. to be played forward right so i i think the thing that we we kind of have come to conclusion here is that people put those things in there on purpose for people to discover messages and then sometimes people are looking for these things as paradelia they're looking to try to make sense of it yeah and then I think there's a third category, which is just when you play a song backwards, it sounds awful <laughs> and it is terrible to listen to. If you need any more proof of that, I can once again play They're Coming to Take Me Away backwards. I'm heading to the Waffle House right now. Do you think, do you think they still have this on the jukebox at the Waffle House? There's no way that anyone still has. <laughs> 
<laughs> Dude, if you have a if you have something you want to get to us, the quickest way is email, right? It's we are the story guys at gmail.com. Uh, again, thank you, Doug, for uh, writing the show. And we I, I appreciate everybody that's writing the show. We're working on quite a few episodes uh, that have been sent in by request. And We'll have a bonus episode soon about a crazy story. Murdoch doesn't even know this yet that we got through through the mailbox about a guy discovering his own rock and roll bedtime story and asking for a little help to verify it. So uh, please check out the show and all the other shows that we do and the other things that we the work on at wearethestoryguys.com and send us an email, wearethestoryguys at gmail.com. Now I want you to uh, tell everybody what they're supposed to do until next time, Murdoch, but I want you to do it backwards. Can you do it backwards? <laughs> Keep telling stories. Rock and Roll Bedtime Stories is a Story Guys production. The show is produced and edited by Brian Eichenberger. Get more stories, hear more podcasts, and book the guys for your conference or house party at wearethestoryguys.com. Copyright Boy Have We Got Stories Productions. All rights reserved.